Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. This is part two of a two-part interview we did with Mark Graham of Truth at Work. Part one of our interview was released on December 21st, so be sure to check it out if you missed it. You've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We are privileged to be your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, you know, I just want to remind everybody that YouTube is a great way to watch what's going on in this interview. So thank you for joining us on whatever platform you might be on. And uh, we look forward to what's ahead. And, you know, Jim, we have the Awaken Podcast Network. We have want to make sure that we are telling our listeners about it because on our website, iworkforhim.com, or actually you can just type in Awaken Podcast Network and you will find there a collection of podcasts speaking into the con the conversation of faith and work in different areas. And we just are excited to be able to bring that to the table. Right now there's over 80 titles out there, 80 different podcasts out there. Check it out online, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. You know, it's no secret. There are millions of Christ followers out out there in the workforce and hundreds of thousands are running leading or owning businesses so where do they go to get discipled on how to live out their faith at work truth at work was founded to disciple christian business owners and leaders you can check them out online at truthatwork.org a few years back truth at work was looking for a great leader to launch their discipleship ministry in tampa bay and mark graham responded to the call mark is here with several of his group members to share what god is doing in their businesses as they learn to connect their faith to every aspect of their company i'd encourage you to check out truthatwork.org maybe you're contemplating retirement and you've got lots of years of experience and you want to pour your life in a into a group of people in your area of the country. Truthatwork.org is looking for leaders all the time. Mark, they don't just have to be a man, right? There's men leaders and women leaders, correct? Yeah, there's there's probably uh, across the country 50 other chapter presidents and uh, there's, I guess, four or five of them females and they have uh, groups with females and males in them and there are guys that have uh, ladies in their their group. So we don't at this particular time. And uh, we're pretty comfortable doing what we're doing. Sure. Uh, but that means well, that there's a big need, Mark, for women to lead some of these groups, because there's a lot of Christian working women out there that could use exactly the same kind of thing that you guys are pulling together in your monthly meetings at Truth at Work there in Tampa Bay. Right. But before I get off the subject, Greg, Greg Heckeroth is a very um, modest guy, humble guy. And, um, he he's come from and, and I don't say I don't want to say this negatively, but he's pretty much come from now. He was raised by a single mom and he's earned everything he's got. And this is a big operation that they're running. It's a big business, a lot of responsibility. And uh, we really appreciate what he brings to the table every month. And uh, you can just see what a great group of guys we got. here. These are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering who Mark is talking about, we talked with Greg Heckroth in part one of this podcast as we talked with Truth at Work in Tampa Bay. Greg Heckroth and Jim Howard shared their story, and now we're going to share some other stories. Mark Graham, why don't you introduce our next guest? Well, Doug Levi is uh, the owner of a company called uh, um, Strategic Insurance Services. And... uh, Beyond that, he's also an entrepreneur, but his insurance agency alone has a totally different model than most. It's multi-lines, 
Uh, but he has a huge outreach. He has people all over the country. And uh, he's listed as one of the top agencies, certainly in this area, maybe the whole state, doing a great, great job. I've watched him grow just tremendously in the last few years. Got a great family, a uh, good father, good, great husband. And uh, I really admire what he's doing, not only with his business, but how he handles it and the people involved and how he handles his family life. It's just a great guy and he loves the Lord. So what more could you want? Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Che- checks in the mail to you. That is, that is a great <laughs> press right there. <laughs> yeah, just remember, I'm on the other side. And Martha and I do happen to know Doug and his incredible wife, Amy, and their three children. And everything Mark said is true. It's ridiculous, but it's true. Mark, Doug really is an amazing guy. <laughs> Doug, Levi, your story is pretty awesome as to why you became a Jesus follower. Why don't you share a little bit about that? So I'll, I'll do very quick or try to. So grew up. Dad's Jewish, mom's Catholic. I joke, I grew up half Jewish, half Catholic, half confused, but we ate well. Uh, So I grew up far from God, grew up in a good home, but there was no God. God was definitely not there. And uh, about 13 years ago, I got hit by a car going 65 miles an hour. I should have died. I was a pedestrian. There's no reason I should be here. And the only thing that happened was I broke my shoulder and, um, it, it, it just, again, as I even think about it right now, I shouldn't be here. So it really put me on a path to say there's got to be something bigger. I didn't know quite what that was just yet, but that there had to be something bigger. Because for all intents and purposes, the, the day before that car hit me, I was an atheist. So, uh, and I will share it as an encouragement to, to the listeners out there, Jim and Martha. Again, this being a, a faith in the workplace show. There was one man in my life that had shared the gospel with me, and his name also happened to be Mark, Mark Kent. Uh, and he was the first man I ever worked for out of college, a financial advisor. And he had shared the gospel with me years before. I didn't come to faith in Christ right away, but he had a relationship with me. I respected him. I looked up to him, and that planted a seed. Uh, and again, long story for another time, but through a series of events after that and ministering in, in different ways, I came to faith in Christ in July of 2009. And my life changed big time since then. And uh, so that's the the short version. That is so amazing. And, you know, I think what a great thing for all of us to be hearing that we ne- we don't know what those seeds are going to be yeah. how they're going to be watered, how they're going to um, be cultivated. And um, for a time when a lot of people, it's a crisis, you know, as an adult, but, you know, saying, oh, I need, I have to make a decision here because something's going on in my life. And thankfully, the Lord did spare you and it, and you are yeah. using what he's given you in amazing ways now. So tell our listeners what it is that you do for your work at Strategic Insurance. So we run a, an insurance agency, right? So we help people with home, auto, business, life, health insurance. Uh, what One of the things Mark mentioned uh, that, that's made us a little unique, and we've, we've gained some uh, some press in the last year or so about this, we created a model called insurancesidehustling.com. So we've been, bring, been, been bringing people on all across the country, uh, helping them do insurance part-time so they can do home and auto specifically. That's really where we teach people. That's kind of the the way to start, if you will, uh, doing that part-time and remote. And so that's really seen some tremendous gains. We've been really excited about that. Again, we're licensed in about 19 states. We've got advisors in several states. And so that's been a really fun addition 
uh, as well, just to our core business that we're doing, Martha. And an amazing minister, too. You gave me the opportunity, Doug, earlier uh, last month to actually talk with some of your insurance side hustlers. Yes. And, well, you I know, didn't know if you were going to mention that or not, but no, that was great. And I actually listened to some of that uh, that recording today. So that was really, uh, really great. Well, hopefully, so, <laughs> hopefully so, I don't get sent to jail for any of the things yeah, I there, said. There you go. So, so you, at least they can't throw tomatoes at you nope. via Zoom. Or That's if they right. throw it at the screen, it can't hit you. So, But you did have some really you yeah, had yeah. some really neat people that we got to meet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so but, but on that note, real quick, we do trainings all, every Monday on Zoom. So we're able to, you know, just like your show reaches out to lots of people, we're able to try and hopefully help some uh, some new people coming on and give them some good training. And a lot of what I share or I try to weave in is Bible-based. Now, I'm not quoting them scripture, but I'm trying to teach a lot of success and service principles that really come from the Bible. So talk to us about your, the whole of strategic insurance services, where, by the way, we've got our insurance there as well. Talk to us about how your agency gets impacted by your faith as the sole owner of this business. Yeah, so I share with people when they come on that I am a person of faith and that you don't have to be a follower of Christ to work here, but I want you to know who I am and what I'm about. And it impacts the decisions I make. It impacts how we talk, what we say, what we do, what our values are. Our core values are integrity, service, and excellence. And there's Bible verses behind those. So uh, it impacts a lot of the the charity work that we do as a result of the business. We're just getting ready to do our angel tree uh, drive. We do that every year. We've done that every year for the last eight years, uh, which is great, great uh, charity from uh, prison fellowship ministry. So yeah. it, it, it gets talked about quite a bit and, and really hopefully – more than anything, hopefully we're living it. Hopefully I'm, and not just me, Jim, but the other believers that are here in the office, because there are other believers here and that uh, it can also be a way for me to encourage them in their walk. And again, that kind of that duplication process of Paul Timothy, my prayers that that continues to go on. Yeah. So Doug, talk about truth at work. What kind of an impact has that had on you and your business being involved with these other guys through truth at work? So I'll give you a Seinfeld where you kind of tie it all together, beginning and end. So shared with you about how I came to faith in Christ, that gentleman, Mark Kemp, he was the first person I called when I got saved. I didn't really, I didn't know anybody that was a Christian, but I knew he was. And by the way, he said, I've been praying for you for the last seven years, my wife and myself, right? So I asked him and I said, well, I don't want just this to just impact my personal life. I knew I wanted, and that this would be, you know, a focus of my whole life. And that's Jesus. And I said, I want this to impact my business and my business life. What do you recommend? And he recommended uh, a similar company, very similar to Truth at Work. So Literally, I get saved in July of 2009, and in August of that year, I get plugged into a Christian men's business ministry group and have been a part of them on and off for the better part of 10 years, frankly, way more on than off. So there were only a few years that I just for uh, other scheduling reasons couldn't be involved. And so it's impacted me in a great way. I I think it's not only helped me grow as a business person, uh, and I think that sometimes gets overlooked is while there is such a focus on ministry, there are really high quality business people that you've got to be able to draw from and bounce ideas off of and get advice and get help and guys who have been there. Right. Uh, you know, we, we look and kind of say, this is our board of directors. And, uh, you know, Greg kind of hit on it too. It's, it's nice to know that you've got guys that can shoot straight with you, that love you uh, and, and give you advice when you need it most. Yeah. 
So, Doug, we want people to be able to get a hold of you online. If, if people are talking, say, yeah. hey, maybe I'd like to do a little insurance side hustling. Yeah, there you go. So, so what are the websites? Out. What are the websites they should check out? There you go. So insurancesidehustling.com uh, is that's our main kind of site where we were featured on Yahoo Finance and Market Watch and Latin Business Today and a few other things. Um, but yeah, so insurancesidehustling.com. That's the opportunity for people to work and do things part time. And um, all my info is on there as well. So. Fantastic. Thank you, Doug Levi. Appreciate it. Got it, guys. Thanks. So happy to be here. To tweet or not to tweet, that's always on my mind. That's why Martha handles most of the Twitter tweets and interactions. Please look for us and interact with us on Twitter at IWorkForHimRadio. That's at IWork, the number four, Him Radio. We're talking with Mark Graham today from Truth at Work in Tampa Bay. He's one of many across the country leading and discipling and pouring his life into others who are leading and running and owning businesses across the country and learning how to connect their faith with their leadership position, their ownership position. Mark Graham, what's the toughest thing? What's the most challenging thing about leading these leaders? Uh, Keeping them focused. (laughs) They're all busy. (laughs) They're all busy guys, and uh, they got all kinds of things going on. And um, but they're wonderful people. We, it, it, once we get them sit, sit down, we have great meetings. The, the biggest challenge is getting them together, and you know, having the opportunity to to get them to release. Because there, there's some guys with some pretty big egos on this screen here, and uh, certainly none of us want to admit any of our faults and uh, we certainly uh, have a tough time dealing with our own sins. So we, we, we work through all those things and it's not the easiest thing to do, but somehow we have a good time with it. Don't we guys? I mean, somehow we always end up having a a great time with our, with our meetings. And, uh, but the biggest challenge is drawing things out of, you know, a type behavior guys. Mm -hmm. You know, we do. But you're just showing us um, that it, what a value it is to have someone like you feeding into our lives to challenge, to ask the tough questions, and to get us to sit still long enough to to focus on what God has for each and every person in your group. So, Mark, you have one last guest here you want to sh- introduce uh, us to so we can have a conversation. Well, this is my privilege and certainly an honor that, to introduce you to one of my dearest friends, maybe my best friend. In the whole world, I've known Dick Walker since 1975. Uh, I was just a young buck here in Tampa calling on brokers, and Dick was one. And and uh, we hit it off and uh, played a lot of sports together. And we run a city championship softball team together, if you can imagine that. Right. And uh, that's been a while ago. But the, we've had so much to share in our lives together. And uh, Dick's very successful. He's been with Primerica Financial Services for 41 years. Wow. He's a, he's a senior national sales director, has people that report to him all over the country, still at it, going strong. And uh, I guess he, I think he's got over 8,000 people within his, his organization, which is quite a testimony in any business. And uh, he, he brings just, see, he's kind of the sage of our group. He brings a lot of wisdom and certainly life experiences to the table. And I just love him dearly. He's one of my very best friends, as I said earlier. And I'm just so happy he's part of our group. 
If I had my way on every I work for him road trip, I'd spend all my time in the passenger seat on Facebook and Instagram. But Jim insists that I drive for at least an hour every day so he can nap. Perhaps you'd like to stay connected with all that Jim and I and I work for him are up to. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest and special events, podcasts, and conversations. Just search for I work for him. That's I work the number four him. Dick, he just called you a sage, which means I think he just called you old. How do you feel about that? <laughs> he is old. Well, well, Jim, I'm not sure he's right on the first part, but on the second part he is. I, in December of last year, it's hard to imagine it's been almost a year. Uh, Mark and uh, some of the fellows were, uh, <laughs> were at a birthday celebration for me when I turned 80. So, uh, but it's... Uh, it's an amazing blessing to be with you today uh, in, uh, in 1975 when Mark and I were sharing office space in the same little building, uh, uh, and he was calling on people, and he, he and I bumped into each other, and I told him what I was doing and uh, told him I was going to probably be moving to another office and asked if he wanted to consider coming with me and let's embark on this journey together. So, so we did. That's how it, that's how it started. And Mark and I have been friends for, uh, well, like I say, since 1975. So what, when did Jesus intersect your life? When did you become a Jesus follower and why? Many years after that, 1986, uh, I was having, uh, uh, marital issues, uh, uh, the lady that I married and the, uh, the mother of my uh, <clears throat> my biological children and I were having issues and problems. And uh, I was at a meeting. In fact, it was in Atlanta, Georgia, when Ronald Reagan was addressing the company the night before he went to Reykjavik, Iceland for that, uh, that encounter. And uh, I was struggling Tremendously, Jim and I was walking off the stage after receiving a big award and a buddy of mine stopped me on the way off the stage and said, are you okay? And I said, yes. He said, no, you're not. Wait for me. So I didn't wait. I went back to the hotel. I was ready to leave. And uh, and I was not a Christian at the time. I was born and raised uh, in a family. I, I had been going to church because I was searching. I had bought five or six Bibles, going to various churches. And uh, I decided that uh, I needed to leave. I was going to go back back to Florida. We were in Atlanta, and I thought, uh, uh, I don't need to be here now. Uh, I need to be I need to be home. I need to see if I can make this work out. And we type A personalities, Jim, and we're, uh, we sometimes believe that we can we can make things happen, which is. Uh, which is obviously, uh, you know, a falsehood. So, uh, but while I'm waiting for the cab to come and get me, uh, I know the Holy Spirit came over me and said, uh, you can't leave now. Uh, go find Mike. Mike is a friend that uh, these fi- these fellows know. Uh, but uh, so I went back into the hotel, went upstairs and bumped into uh, one of the fellows that knew him and knew me. And I said, where's Mike? I know he's here. I didn't call his room. And they said, yeah, he's right over there. So I went over and uh, he saw me coming. He stood up and he took out of his pocket 
uh, the uh, four spiritual laws. And you all know what that is, the little blue, the little yellow folder. So he grabbed me and we went back uh, and, and we sat and talked. And about 10 or 12 minutes later, uh, uh, he looked me straight in the eye. He said, it's, it's time for you to make a decision. And then we talked about it. I accepted the Lord in the Marriott in Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so did in October of, October of 1986. Hmm. That's fantastic. Love that you shared that the details of that story because, again, it was because of your work. Somebody involved in your work influenced your life for Christ. And, and that's fantastic. Dick, in the interest of time, because we're running out of time, I want to make sure you talk about why are you involved in truth at work with all these young guys? What, what are you doing? Well, it started out because Mark asked me. Uh, we had been at CBMC, uh, and we had lunch, and he told me about uh, truth at work. And I told him uh, I liked uh, the way they were approaching it uh, slightly better in certain ways than I did uh, uh, CBMC. Uh, and I told him that I would, uh, uh, if he'd like to have me, I, I'd, join, I'd join the group. So I did. Uh, that's how I uh, joined. If I, if we, in the interest of time, because there's a few things I'd like to say, we're not going to have time, but Jim, I think you, you need to know the, um, the business that I was in for about seven or eight years uh, before I joined the company that I'm with. And I don't work for that company. Uh, we're independent contractors. Uh, they're kind of like a clearinghouse. So we're not employees. So, the fellow that I joined the company, his name was Art Williams, very, very strong Christian man. And he never addressed a group or an individual without starting it out with his absolute foundational belief. If you don't have your priorities right, regardless of what your goals or your passion is, you are severely limited in making it happen. You must have. God first, family second, and your business and your friends third. And although I was exposed to that, Jim, from 1979 to 1986, it wasn't until I really started asking myself, uh, why am I doing what I'm doing? I was making a ton of money, getting lots of awards and building some really strong people. But I didn't feel like I had a purpose for the reason to do it. I didn't need any more money. I didn't need any more trips. I didn't need those things. But uh, it wasn't until I came to the Lord in 1986 uh, did it change. And as Mark knows, uh, I started a, a, a convention Jim, that was held uh, <laughs> between Christmas and New Year's, which would probably most people believe would be the worst time of the year to try to get people to come from all over the country. We had 1,000 to 1,200 people every year for 25 years running. And we celebrated not only the accomplishments of the people, but we highlighted the foundation upon how and why our purpose was being fulfilled. It was because of the mercy and the blessings of our Lord and Savior. And we had a worship service mm. every time. 
And we had hundreds of people come to the Lord. Over the years, thousands of people came to the Lord as a result. It was providential and it was blessed. And as Mark can attest, uh, we changed the way large insurance companies uh, marketed their products. And many, many hundreds of thousands of families, millions of families have benefited as a result of what our William started and some of us joined. But we joined a crusade. It, it wasn't a business. It was a crusade. Sure, sure. Dick, if people want to get a hold of you at work, what, what's, the, what's the website for Primerica? Uh, it's just PRI, PRI.com. Capital P, capital R, capital I, dot com. If they want to reach me, they can call me at Walker's uh, uh, Walker Insurance and Financial Services at 813-443-4529. Dick, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I do appreciate you sharing a little bit mm-hmm. of your story. It was fantastic. Mark Graham, you are working with some phenomenal people. You've got such an honored position to be in as a Truth at Work leader. Do you think there's other people out there that would benefit from being a truth of work leader? Because you're probably getting just as much out of investing in these guys are as you as they are from you. Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's the old story is that you know the teacher learns the most, and I learn so much from these guys every month, and I look forward to it, and I really love spending time with them. There are literally thousands of people in the Tampa Bay area that need what we have. Hmm. And unfortunately, they, you know, they're sidetracked. And time is the hardest thing of all the people I interview to get them to commit to. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the real, real struggle. And now, over the last year, it's been a little more difficult because my strong suit is being with people. Right. And with people is not as easy as it was. A little bit of a challenge in 2020. But 2021 is around the corner. Amen. Mark Graham with Truth at Work. Thank you so much for bringing all your friends, Jim Howard, Dick Walker, Doug Levi, and Greg Heckroth. Thank you guys all for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. It's been a blessing. Thanks for having Thank us. you. Jim and Martha, thanks as always. God bless you guys. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work for Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him Nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.